Good day, good day. Hello and welcome. This you- is a very special podcast. Yeah, a very special long distance podcast where <laughs> and where we can't you? see each other, <laughs> so we don't know each other's <laughs> cues, and we don't know when to jump in. <laughs> I I think we're going to catch the pace um, pretty quickly, pretty yeah, quickly. But I I, I did. Um, cut you off there cam because i didn't see you and i didn't know that you were about to say you are listening to the charging stallion podcast which we just renamed (laughs) and now it's called this (laughs) (laughs) now you're listening to news we like and cam and i are recording uh from our own homes tonight because uh we're in self-isolation yeah so I don't think we even need to explain what that is. Apparently, 30% of the population aren't doing it. So if you're one of them, then maybe we can explain what it is. People, uh, <laughs> people are trying to not spend the, uh, spread the pandemic, believe it or not, you bloody ferals. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's happening in Queensland too, eh? Yeah, everyone in Queensland. That's the 30%. <laughs> No, there's a there's a five percent Northern Territory too. Have you have you have you ever been up north, Cam? Nah, what's it like? Um, so North Queen, like Queensland's pretty cowboy country, but then you've got Northern Territory men, and they're proper cowboy. Yeah, like that's that's old school, you know. Okay, yeah. Sound like um, a sort of dudes that wouldn't think I was that cool. <laughs> they wouldn't talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> And when you and when you did talk, they wouldn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, what have you been up to today, Cam? Um, well, I feel like every day is me experiencing. You know, when a friend that you've had for a really long time, and then they do something that just makes you realize, oh, they've betrayed me. I feel like that's. <laughs> I feel like that's what the economy did to all of us, or like what the world is doing to all of us at the moment. Like every time I have yeah. a, a moment of calmness, I, then I'm like, "Now, hang on a minute. I'm literally jobless because of my best friend, the world, turning on me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just throwing you right under the bus. Eh? Yeah, man. Ugh, I um, I've had quite a. Uh, a fun day today. In, uh, I jumped on um, an app uh, called House Party. Ah, oh, yes. And this is my new favorite thing. <laughs> I am so in love, with, dude. I'm so in love with this app. So it's it's um. Let me let me explain it to mm. to, to listeners. So it's um. It's kind of like Facebook Messenger in the way that you add your friends and you can have group conversations and stuff like that. Yeah. But where it differs and becomes a house party yeah. is that any one of your friends that you have on your friends list, when they're in a conversation, and it could be with anyone, people you don't know, you can just jump into that conversation <laughs> uninvited, uninvited, unwanted. I, uh, one, one of our friends, Abby, she was, um, she was, she was having a, uh, a conversation with, um, her old roommate, Corey, and a, uh, and a, and a lovely girl named, uh, Evie, who I've, who I've never met before. Evie's lovely. And, um, I, know, I know her. Yeah. She's great. <laughs> And um, I just jumped right into their <laughs> wine chat, <laughs> holding holding up a bag of weed, saying, "It's your friendly neighbourhood drug dealer." <laughs> oh yes, 
Oh man, yeah, yeah. I um, I've downloaded it because everybody seems to be on it, but I haven't jumped on it yet. But it sounds like the perfect timing for something like that. I think everybody's now realizing, hey, it's been awesome having a few days to be in my own thoughts. But what about other people? Mm. So yeah, man. Well, well, I think if that an app like that came out and it wasn't. Um, you know, the time that it is. Um, I don't reckon it would be very successful at all. Yeah. It'd be like, why would I want to jump into an app with people I don't know very well? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, fuck. I'm just like, I do that every day when I go down the street, you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not interested. But now, yeah. it's like, I miss that. I yeah. miss I miss that. <laughs> you miss strangers. <laughs> yeah. You do. You don't think about that, eh, when this kind of thing happens. You just think, oh, I'm going to miss my mates. But yeah. you also very much miss just like, meeting random people. Yeah, man. Strangers keep you on your toes. Definitely. Yeah. Um, um, before we um, jump into the stories, Cam, yeah. I just I just wanted to play a video for you that's um, that's uh, uh, quite good. So it's a it's a comedian named um, Michael Rappaport. Okay. Um, he's hilarious, an older guy. Um, it was like on SNL and then did TV shows, and and um, he's you 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 might recognise his voice when you hear it. Now okay. he so you know have you seen online how they're getting um, celebrities now to do those PSA statements? Those please stay at home. Oh, no, I haven't. Well, um, that's what a lot of celebrities are doing now. They, when they've been doing it, they've been quite polite. You know what I mean? They've been quite <laughs> lovely and, and 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 just going, "Hey, uh, it's Kylie Jenner here. Look, this is going to get much worse. You know, stay at home, mm. keep buying my makeup." Yeah. And um, <laughs> um, but then Michael Rappaport jumps on. So we'll play this track and we'll see how it goes with the audio. Yep. Yo, what up, what up, what up? <clears throat> I know I need a fucking haircut. I'm not even brushing my hair. I'm taking showers. Um, Yo, we're going to start seeing PSAs, public service announcements from celebrities, actors, musicians today. I was actually asked to do one um, where they say, please stay inside. I'm so-and-so. Please stay inside. I, 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 I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not asking please. I'm telling motherfuckers, stay your little punk dirty shit stained ass inside <laughs> parents go outside grab your fucking kids by the neck if you have sons grab your daughters by the fucking the little wedgie the little fucking the panty area and drag them the fuck inside all right motherfuckers still don't want to listen and people are like please come inside get your kids okay go get your fucking kids wherever they are they're not going to hang with their friend now you need to get on some tough old school 1930s shit okay parents be responsible for your fucking kids all right the please stay inside you guys you don't understand fuck all that get your little dirty fucking grubby selfish yolo fucking dumb tattooed faces in the fucking house parents get your fucking kids remember that old psa back in the 70s it's 9 a.m do you know where your kids are this shit's 24-7. Get your fucking kids in the fucking house. Don't ask. Don't be nice. Like, where are you, Jeff? Donna, uh, Tracy, what, what are you guys doing? They're out giving motherfuckers diseases and catching diseases. This nice guy shit, it's done. Get your fucking kids in the fucking house. I know they're fucking annoying. If you see my kids in the outside, okay, 
If you see my sons outside, drop kick them in the fucking neck. <laughs> right, I'm giving you permission. If sees my kids outside, oh, I just think that's so perfect. Yeah, I love it. I love that line. Um, if you see my kids outside, drop kick them in the fucking head. <laughs> Or the neck? I think it's drop kicking with the fucking neck. neck. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Which is, I I love that when um parents would get like super descriptive of the um, physical punishment they were going to give to their kids. It's just like if you don't get inside right now, I'm going to hit you in the head with the Super Nintendo. You know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just thought I just thought that was great. I think I think um, some comedians now, man, are putting out some real good content because they've gone a little bit crazy in their houses by themselves. Yeah, yeah, man. Absolutely. I'm loving that. All right. Well, if you're joining us for the first time because you've literally run out of everything else, and some strange <laughs> friend said, "Oh, my friends Cam and Timmy do a podcast." Well, welcome. This podcast is called News We Like, and Timmy and I discuss the obscure news in the world, which is becoming harder because there is mostly one piece of news in the world, but we did a little bit of digging and we've come up with some for you. And and one thing that we didn't do before this uh, podcast, Gab, that mm. we usually do is check that we don't have the same stories, so uh, who knows? Yeah, so we might just be talking about three stories total this episode. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. We'll just keep going until yeah. we run out of shit to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Camo. Um, so the first headline for this week's news story is, Coronavirus. People have first dates over FaceTime amid lockdown. Ooh. Uh, social distancing is the key strategy governments around the world are managing the coronavirus outbreak with. But if you're single, the situation puts the kibosh on getting out and about to meet people. So what a lot of people do off Tinder are doing their first dates online. Um, and this, uh, what, what are your sort of thoughts on, on, on this kind of, kind of dating camp? I think it's about time. I reckon that you can never get a full idea of how you're going to connect with somebody just from the app anyway. I think that having a video call or a phone call before meeting up, it just saves everybody a whole lot of time. I reckon it's great. I think that the relationships, I'm getting really passionate about it. The rela- <laughs> <laughs> Do you like it, Cam? Well, yes, I love it. Uh, but I think the relationships that would come out of starting with a, f- a conversation rather than face-to-face have a better chance. Yeah, it's weird because I like you know I I when I was when I was dating and it's been a couple of years now, but when I was dating, mm. I found it like first dates um, a little bit nerve wracking. Yeah, and that was and you had shit to do. You know what I mean? Like you're at dinner, so you're eating, or you're out at a gig, or you're or you you know going bowling or whatever. Mm. But are they were they three pretty good first dates? Yeah, man. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'd do, all three there, you've committed a lot of time to those. Like each of them is like a three hour night for a, a first date. Yeah. I like to give it a chance, you know? Yeah, man. Um, but you know what I'm saying is that it's like when you're out on those dates, you have things to, um, to occupy yourself with. So it's, 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 so it's really easy to not get into an, an uncomfortable situation. But I guess the opposite of that is that you can hang up at any time, right? Mm, yeah. Does the idea of a first date via FaceTime, does that daunt you more than going bowling? Way more. Yeah. 
Yeah, because if like if she's just like you know if you if you're dating if 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 I was dating someone and uh, we go bowling and they're like oh, I'm not really enjoying this I'm going to go home halfway through the date I'm still going to stay there and play my ten rounds of bowling you know what I mean? <laughs> Are you going to play as she... her as well? Like when you oh, yeah. when her name pops up, will you bowl badly on her behalf? Oh no! I'll get double the bowls. I'll, I'll be I'll be hitting strike after strike after strike for like a good hour after that. You know what? Go home. Go. <laughs> you'll get it. You'll get in the zone, man. <laughs> but um, but like if if it's a Facetime date and they leave you halfway through the date, like you're just at home by yourself uh, battling coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I feel there's a bit more on the line. Yeah, yeah, I do understand that. I think even though. I'm not doing much with my time. It, even before this, like two months ago or a year ago, maybe the idea of committing a few hours and going bowling with a stranger, I'd just be like, oh, like I just a thirty-minute phone call is a bit a more efficient use of my time. Yeah, yeah. I um. So I when I was uh, looking through this story, Cam, picking this one out, mm. I thought about. Uh, how last week on the podcast we were talking about the fear of the internet going out. Yeah. Right? And so all these dating apps and everything, they would they would all be done. All this mm. FaceTiming, first dates, they would all be done. So yep. for you, for you, Kev, I have written up a list of Tim's top five ways to date during coronavirus without using the internet. <laughs> Oh, that's very generous of you. Thank you. All right, so I've got five. I've got five ways to date without using the internet during okay. the coronavirus. Yep. Um, and I just want you to give me a little bit of a of a. What do you reckon? Out of ten? Yeah. How 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 well? You, okay. Do you want me to so, rate it after each one, or do you want me to wait till the end? I reckon rate it after each one. Yeah, cool. Just go with your heart, you know. Yeah, man. All right. So number five, <laughs> drill a glory hole through your wall into the neighbor's house. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> It's like a middle-aged couple right next door. <laughs> so how do you how do you rate that one out of ten, Kev? Um, four kisses out of ten. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, number four, get some sex toys, write your details on them, then go into your backyard and throw them as far as you can, trying to land them in other people's backyards. <laughs> So you write your name on a dildo, go to the backyard and just hoff it a good 50 metres. And, um, <laughs> and, and my number or just leave them and, guessing? No, add your number. Okay, you got to yeah. put your number on there. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I like that one a bit. I love that one out of the two so far. I'd say that's five kisses out of ten. All right, cool, cool. All right, we got uh, number three. It's a really, uh, really simple one. Pose on your roof. Okay. Just go onto your roof and just uh, maybe like tan up a little bit, put some butter and some lotion on yourself, and uh, just go onto your roof and just chuck up, some, <laughs> just chuck up some poses, you know. Oh man, that's a solid seven kisses out of ten. Ah, right, cool, cool. All right, we've got number two. Uh, yell. <laughs> <laughs> just old, real old school, you know, like real, 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 real as as old school as it gets. I'm you single. Just, you just, I'm single <laughs> yeah. and ready and ready to not be. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. And someone else goes, "I'll be too." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, I think that's the best one. So no, let me think. Pose on the roof is my favourite with seven kisses, and I think that one just then about yelling six point five kisses. 
All right, so let's see if we can beat Pose on Your Roof with the last way mm. out of Tim's top five ways to date during coronavirus without <laughs> using the internet. <laughs> Number one, come into a jar, mm. tie it to a helium balloon, mm-hmm. and release it out into the world. Beautiful. <laughs> 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 I love that that one you just leave it all to fate. Like wherever, oh, yeah. wherever the winds may blow it. <laughs> and Are you just got a kid without you knowing? Maybe you, you, you like duct tape a, a turkey baster to it as well, just so they've got the whole kit. Yeah, you don't want to leave them having to wonder how to use it. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, I'd probably so what was you? So what was your number one? I think my number one. I'd give the turkey baster a five and a half kisses out of ten. Yeah. Uh, my number one is pose on the roof, covered in butter. Yeah. Covered in butter. Yeah, man. Beautiful. Yep. <laughs> man fulfills his lifelong dream of filling his bathtub with curry and eating it. And. <laughs> <laughs> In our dreams, free of constraints and reality and logic, sometimes deep primal desires can manifest themselves. A Japanese man has been haunted by a dream, one that he's had multiple times over the decades. But he wasn't yearning to soar through the skies like a bird or return to a lost place from his youth or to feel the tender touch of an unrequited crush. No, the recurring dream he had was to fill his bathtub with Japanese curry rice. And while the other desires discussed above are best left behind the light of the morning sun, a bathtub full of Japanese comfort food is something that's actually achievable in real life, provided you're not bothered by the prospect of being labelled crazy. Uh, Fortunately, he had no inhibitions about his desires and he made his dream a reality. He invited three, three of his friends over... He had trays for pickles that accompanied the curry rice. He added a layer of aluminium tinfoil to the inside of the bathtub because he didn't want to stain the bath with curry. Uh, And then he had a dinner party. And he said that in Japanese society, people are quite sensitive about the idea of wasting food, which stems from their values uh, around the time of World War II and how they've kind of decided that, yes, we've got to be really careful with our resources. So he took all of that into consideration while he was achieving his dream. And he said that him and his three friends shared most of the bathtub bounty and that he was able to finish off all the leftovers all by himself afterwards. <laughs> Solid, dude. Yeah, man. So so he wasn't in the bathtub with the curry. I don't think so. I think they just kind of all crouched around the bath and ate out of it. Do you reckon after his friends left and there was what, like about a third left, do you reckon he you reckon he got in? Yeah, man. You'd have to. Like it would be too I would too. Too <laughs> tempting not to, especially if you were already full. Like you'd you'd had your dinner. Cause that's surely what the dream was. Because I don't think you'd have it yeah. you wouldn't have a dream. <laughs> I just think it's more interesting of a dream to eat it. Like don't dream of just eating it out of it like a, a bowl. I think he hopped in it. I believe that. Yeah, I reckon he hopped in it. I um, it's weird to like his his dreams to eat it out of a bathtub. Like, why not just get a fucking like pig trough or some shit? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what, like why why a bathtub? It, unless it's it's that you also want to get in there, but not talk about that part of it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Ah, oh, true. Maybe he still fully hasn't admitted to the world 
the deep the like the deepest part of that desire and that dream he's like he's letting it out a little bit by little bit and in a couple of years he'll admit it well don't worry charging stallion has done it for you <laughs> <laughs> we just yanked, we know yanked him out <laughs> if you um if you had to like you've got a bathtub right and and you can have any food that you want in there for you and a few mates to to get down on what's what's your choice fried chicken oh a bath like in like just just loose fried chicken like no sauce like it's not in a sauce or anything maybe it's chicken tenders actually um i just realized boneless chicken tenders cut with kfc skin so kfc tenders maybe mixed in with gravy from kfc as long as that doesn't count as two ingredients yeah no that's no you can have as many like you could have like you could have whatever you want in there yeah what would you have in yours um i think i'd go with a just a solid like a fucking bangers and mash but like one side of the (laughs) like it's not been mixed in together yet so one side of the bathtub is all like sausages yep and one side of the bathtub is all mashed potato and then it's just gravy over the top yum and what side would you get into when you lowered yourself into it Oh, into the mash for sure. Yeah, man, that'd be comfy. Yeah, it'd be comfy. It'd be it'd be like a, a like a, a strange a strange feeling. When I was when I was a young kid, and I watched um, American, uh, you know, American Pie when he puts uh, his dick in the apple pie. Yeah, I um, heated up some mashed potato. We had like a bowl of mashed potato on the fridge from dinner the night before, yeah. and I heated up some <laughs> mashed potato in the microwave, made sure that it was a safe temperature, and then I uh, put my Alright, eleven-year-old. Uh, oh no, I would have been all that. Like fourteen, <laughs> thirteen, fourteen-year-old penis into the mashed potato. Love this. I don't think I knew this yet. Yeah, it's it's a very visual memory that I have. Actually, I could... <laughs> can I ask? Did you were you thrust, thrusting back and forth, or you just entered once and then stayed for a bit? Uh, the entrance entrance stayed. Entered and stayed. And was that yeah. enough? Was that enough to keep you? keep you aroused like was that what you were after dude a light breeze at that point in my in in my life was keeping my dick hard you know what i mean like anything (laughs) anything (laughs) bro yeah and so you actually were the the thought the thought of me putting my dick in mashed potato was getting me hard not even the actual (laughs) act itself (laughs) right now <laughs> yeah, I know. No, all that's all that's faded away now. <laughs> oh man, interesting. And so you had the you had the warm bowl in your bedroom. Um, yeah, I don't think it, uh, by memory, no one was home. Yeah, okay. So I um I I don't actually. <laughs> I might have even done it in the kitchen. I just remember it was so many years ago. I remember I remember putting it in the microwave, and I remember and I remember doing it. But um, I don't I. I can't recall what room the house it was in. Probably, probably in an inappropriate room, to be honest. Did you still eat it? <laughs> Mashed potato. Did you still eat it? Oh no, 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 <laughs> no! I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, man. I like. I respect your bravery uh, and creativity in that moment. That's um. And your brain is. I wonder if, as a fourteen-year-old, you were like, "Well, this is this is pretty close to what that movie was," which means this is probably what a vagina feels like. Well, it was two. It was still oh, three years, 
three years before I was going to uh, uh, see one for the first time. So, um, yeah, I reckon my mind would have been going wild. <laughs> I reckon the real one would have ruined you. You'd be like, what? <laughs> this is nothing like a bowl of mash. <laughs> McCain's lied to me. <laughs> Uh, for reference to listeners who don't know what McCain's is, is a potato chip brand. Uh, they've got a great saying called, McCain's, he's done it again. <laughs> it's uh, one of my favourites. Great tagline. <laughs> Man jailed for stealing police cars' blue lights for bracking rights. <laughs> so... Um, uh, British Transport Police uh, said David Macbeth, a 30-year-old, jumped on the roof of one of their vehicles when it was parked outside Sunderland Station in December 2018. Mm. He pulled and kicked at the emergency lights, eventually ripped them off, and then walked away with them. <laughs> Macbeth was caught on CCTV with the lights over his shoulder, and they were never recovered. Whoa. <laughs> um, the damage like wasn't much. It was a it was a thousand pounds, mm. but um, uh, he was charged with theft and appeared at the magistrate's court uh, uh, on Thursday, where he pleaded guilty and was jailed for ten weeks, which I think is pretty fair. Same here, man. Normally it's like something way too crazy, or they just got away with it. But that seems like I didn't know they did yeah. sentences that short. That feels more like yeah. a holiday. <laughs> That that's a I don't know if Charles holiday, but <laughs> um, that's that's um that's an appropriate sentence. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like ten weeks for ripping um, lights of a cop car when you're wasted. Mm. That's 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 correct. I'm impressed by his brute strength. Have you seen footage of him? Does he look like a burly dude? Um. Yeah. He's got. He, he, he looks he looks like one of those guys that have um drunk strength. Okay, yeah. Like when they're wasted they just become ten times stronger than they've ever been in their entire life. In the daytime it's chunkiness, but then at nighttime <laughs> it activates like a vampire into strength. Sturdiness, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um when I was uh reading this story, um it it, it made me think back of um times when we were younger and um like a teenager or like you know uh early 20s when i don't was this a big thing in new zealand that you go still like street signs and stuff like that yeah man for sure like we are still fully involved in that to be honest <laughs> <laughs> um well when when i was uh i was i was living in satan's death pit which was the name of um the mm. first house that i moved out in which has been mentioned a few times on this podcast yep. and um uh, my mate Josh, he went out the out the front of the um, the house where there was a street sign, Denham Street, our street, and um, he's like, "I'm gonna, like, we were wasted. It was mm. a Friday night, so I'm gonna go out there and steal it." Anyway, he goes there. He's, he's a big boy, and he's hanging off it, trying to pry it off this off, off this post, <laughs> and he falls off the post and takes off the side mirror of our mate's mum's car. Oh, <laughs> and um, that he was that he was driving. And um, anyway, so. We fast forward to my twenty second birthday, mm. and our mate whose mum's car it was Jeffy was he was there, and he goes and and Josh is like, oh, 
I feel bad um, because I, I broke the side mirror of your car, and he's and and um, he's like, oh, I've got I've got some money to give you, and he gave him three hundred dollars. He's like, I feel I feel bad. Like here's yeah. three hundred cash, give it to your mum. And then Jeff takes the three hundred dollars and spends it on ordering a stripper to the party. <laughs> <laughs> And so Josh essentially just paid for a stripper for my 22nd birthday. <laughs> so it all ended up serving you. Yeah, man. It's like you just you just be patient with life and things come around. <laughs> that's, that's the lesson. <laughs> a boy's mother wore a wedding dress to his wedding. So Amy is a romance author from Ohio, and she recently shared an image of her wedding day with the caption, my mother-in-law also wore a wedding dress to my wedding. So top that one. (laughs) Amy pointed out that there was more to the story and that it wasn't just a run-of-the-mill wicked mother-in-law or strange mother-in-law. In fact, the reality was heartbreaking. She grew up in extreme poverty, she said. As a child, she used to sneak into the kitchen to eat match heads, which is a type of craving that kids do when uh, that kids have when they're malnourished. When you grow up with nothing, it's a desire that stays with you. And she's a bargain hunter to the bone. Her money-saving strategies are legendary and often hilarious. So when she spotted the wedding dress at a bargain bin, she couldn't turn it down. If you ask her now, she does say that she feels ter- about, terrible about it and that she was detracting away from attention on me. And while the mother-in-law's choice of outfit took everybody by surprise, it has given Amy a pretty funny memory. No one who attended that wedding has forgotten it, she said. And you have to admit that some weddings can be pretty forgettable, she said. When I told uh, my husband's mother-in-law about getting all of this attention from the photo that I've put online, I was a little bit worried that it might hurt her feelings, but she just waved it off and said, ah, whatever makes me famous. How would you feel, Timmy, if your mum rocked up on your wedding day also wearing a wedding dress? Oh, sorry, I thought my audio cut out there for a second. No, uh, dude, I think it's um, I think I think it's fucking hilarious story. Do you have a photo of 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 them on that? Was there a photo of them on that news story? Ah, uh, yes, I can send it through to you. But- what what sort of? No, no, just 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 describe it to me. Mm. What sort what sort of wedding dress was the mum wearing? Uh, let me just bring it up in front of me. Like, was it like an old-fashioned one? Was it one that was maybe a little bit too revealing? Like, was it was it one that sort of pushed up the, the <laughs> you know, those ones that push up the boobs heaps? You like, know, like it's, it's okay. So I'm looking at it now. The mum, yeah. the mum is pretty young looking, so you can't actually tell who the real bride is, and neither of the wedding dresses are too like wacky or like raunchy. They're both just really like. Uh, I don't know what the word is, Conser- conservative wedding dresses. Like they look nice, but neither of the wedding dresses have like a big, long dangly bit off the back. They're both just like... Who wore it better? Who wore it better? Um, I think the only thing that I'm just going to have to stop myself getting distracted because the actual bride looks like she's got heaps of flowers in her hair. So if I just look... <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I take... If I remove the flowers from the equation... I've got to say that the mum has more of a stance about her. Like the mum has kind of like mm. got a bit more um, pizzazz to the way she wears it. So I'm going to say the mum kind of wears it better. But if you go full outfit, flowers included, does the does 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 the bride take it over, or does the mum still have it? Let me just zoom in a little bit because I 
It's quite small on my screen. Okay, no. So the mum wins just hands down. I've zoomed in and those aren't flowers. That's actually a window in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are you, have you got a tab of Facebook open? Um, Yeah. I did just send it through to me, did you? Yeah. I just want you to have a look and tell me, tell me which, tell me who you think wears, wears it better and tell me if you reckon that it does kind of look like the bride is wearing did um, you sit did you send it on facebook messenger yeah i just chucked it in messenger then oh yeah hang on it's coming it's coming it's coming through now here we go <laughs> yeah and then if you scroll about halfway down uh for listeners who are trying to imagine it um it looks like somebody the took this photo definitely were aware that it was an odd moment because the bride does look quite tense it looks like she's gripping her fists and the mum is like just rocking it like you know when somebody walks in a way that their shoulders and their hips are in in sync, and they're like they make you kind of back off, like oh she's got she's got some authority around this place. <laughs> That's how. All right, so, <laughs> dude, that um, it just looks like two really lovely looking brides, eh? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> it actually looks. It, when, if I saw that that photo and I um. And because they're kind of looking, looking like they're not laughing, mm, right? Yeah, they're both um, pretty serious. <laughs> if I looked at that photo and I didn't have a caption to it or anything, it was just a photo, I would think that it was two ladies getting married and they just had a bit of a fight before they before, before they went to tie the knot. Yeah, man, true. <laughs> like, 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 because they both, like, it's not like, like she did herself up, bro. <laughs> yeah. And she would have, yeah. there must have been moments in the day where people who only were friends with the husband must have approached her and been like, oh, congratulations. Like there would have been people in the day who like thought she was the bride of the day. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure, mate. Like definitely before. Yeah. People would be like, oh, yeah. Congratulations. Uh, snagged, a, snagged a good one. <laughs> people would be beeping their horn as she was walking from the car to the church. Like people would be, she would have been, it would have, it was her day. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean like when you say the backstory and stuff like that you kind of go oh yeah but there'll be i'd say 99 percent of women out there would not be stoked on uh their mother-in-law wearing a wedding dress to their wedding home yeah man i think it kind of uh, it's good of the actual bride that she sees it as funny now because you can tell in that photo she didn't think it was funny to begin with <laughs> she definitely did not <laughs> Police tear down the streets of Mallorca, which is uh, a Spanish island. What happens next is unexpected. Excuse me. With sirens wailing, police tear down the streets in an effort to entertain the tourists and locals stuck in their homes in the town of Algalia in Spain. These officers decided a song would lift spirits. Um, so let me just put this audio up. So the start of the start of this um, this video is cops um, hooning down the street in a completely empty street because the uh, the town's on lockdown. Yeah, nice. And can you? Oh, hang on. <laughs> let me go back to the start. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, so this is the cops speeding down the street. 
and then they uh, there's a, a bunch of apartments and stuff overlooking the road, and there's heaps of people out on their veranda. Mm-hmm. And then the cops jump out of the car. One's got the acoustic guitar, and it's plugged into an amp. Yeah, and that's the uh, cops. And there's like eight of them, and they're all like <laughs> jumping around, clapping at the street and stuff. Um, how would you feel about that if you were on lockdown cam and 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 they uh, came around to give you a little show? If nothing else was going on that I think that they should be at, then yeah, that's fine. Like that's kind of what I imagine. Like a child thinks that a police officer does day to day, day in, day out. <laughs> like it's it's very wholesome. You can't really knock it for not being wholesome. The only thing that would worry me would be if I also knew that yeah, a few blocks away there was some meth dealer strangling people. But yeah, it's it's in lockdown, so everyone's in their homes. They've actually got like nothing to do except patrol the streets, mm. making sure everyone goes inside. Yeah, um, I'd hate it if they rocked up to my house, <laughs> in front of my house. And yeah, and and you know why I'd hate it, Cam? I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Why? It's they're cruising around with their mates playing gigs. Uh, That's what I want to be doing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're out there cruising around town playing shows. Yep. Fuck you. Yeah, bro. Fuck you. What if, Taking my dreams, yeah, my man. hopes. What if you heard them like a block away doing one of our songs? Like what if they, would you still be annoyed? Oh no, the ego would kick in there and I'd, uh, and I'd enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the, the, the ego's always there. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they need to do to please you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I find it hilarious. It's, um, it's, have you seen um, all the videos of people doing uh, balcony uh, balcony sets like people playing mm. um, playing tunes and like people like DJing and stuff? Yeah, man. Italy have been really um, like passionate about singing from their balconies to each other. Yeah, mm. I, I find that awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. I find that really, really cool. Maybe I just hate the cops. I don't know, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I am um, no. I really love that dude. It's like uh, places like that, um, community and people interaction is such a massive thing, mm. and I love people just not giving in to shit. You know what I mean? It's like, well, we're not allowed in the street, but we're going to go to our balconies and get fucked up and just play heaps of tunes. Yeah, And man. we're all going to sing along together. I love that shit. That's awesome. Yeah, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's wholesome. Do you think Australia would ever be able to do that? No. <laughs> no, I think we'd all just end up yelling at each other. I think that's... Uh, Australia's just... We we hit the switch too quickly, eh? Yeah, man. Someone and we, and we a, all come. Someone would sing a wrong note, and someone would be someone else would be like, "Why the fuck? Why? Who the fuck do you think you are ruining this song?" <laughs> um, and then you just have the the the, the older people just be yelling out, "Check on Jimmy Barnes! <laughs> put on put on Jimmy Barnes!" Yeah, it'd be an argument about what song to play. No doubt, just be a day. like, and someone would be on the on the top balcony drinking Bundy rum and just throwing down glass at people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to it, it it is good to see uh, people in that in in that predicament making the most of it. Yeah. I do like it. Yeah, man, it's lovely. 
A British lady is using her time in isolation to call all of her exes and ask them what went wrong. A lady called Rebecca <laughs> in England decided to use the time that she's in isolation for self-growth after she came across a meme which had a quote from Kitty O'Meara and it said, and the people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned ways of being and they were still. So Rebecca decided that for her, that meant that she needed to get in contact with all of her exes to find out why they broke things off with her. She said, the people experience the worst aspects of me are definitely the most qualified to tell me what went wrong and how I can improve as a person. It's worth me trying to use this time to see how I can be the best version of me. Plus, I don't have anything better to do. I was just so bored. She said waiting for them to reply was terrifying, but actually all of them were really nice and there were no hard feelings. She said it gave her a bit of a reality check. She said it's so easy to just block these people out of your life. The first call she made was with an ex named Jay, who she met in her first year of uni. She had broken up with him just last year while lying in bed with him after dating him for a few months. Jay said that when they first got together, everything was great. But after he thought about it for a while, he guessed that uh, probably she's just nice and she doesn't want to fully commit and that he didn't want to fully commit to her. How do you feel about this little experiment to me? I think if someone called me up and they were like, um, I just want to know the, uh, the reasons behind, mm. you know, you, you breaking, you breaking up with me. I just be like, because you do shit like this, yeah. you call, you call people <laughs> asking them why they broke up with you. Just fucking chill out. All right, you're in isolation. You should have gone and got a big bag of weed before you went in because the drugs are stopping. And you should have just drunk heaps of wine, smoked some weed, and and think about the future. Don't think about the past. Yeah. Don't think about the past. Look, I think that's a good thing that people um, go over uh, their decisions in life and go over the reasons why they do certain things. Mm. But that's just, that's just some, like, that's a bit over the top for me. Yeah. I know. I know. What do you think? What are are your thoughts on it? I tip my hat to the dudes that she rang that they were all polite and cool about it. Like, because I know that, yeah, for myself, there's a couple that I'm like, friends with of my own exes that I would have that conversation with but there's also a couple that I would not answer the call or (laughs) (laughs) and so the fact that she rung her whole list and all of them just were happy to have a conversation and go yep here's all the pointers and they were all just really um upfront and polite about it like I just think that means she's had a really great strike rate or she just attracts really uh, selfless and kind dudes. Yeah. Look, I, I think that uh, if you... Because we're at a time in the world right now with, with, with lockdown and everything that everyone, most people are a bit aware that, hey, you need to be nice to people right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need to be you need to be real nice. I don't know if she would have got the same response if she did this three months ago, bro. I think that <laughs> it could have been a little bit different. You know what I mean? If, if you were like... Well, you're at home, you know, you're not out of the pub with your mates. Mm. 
You're at home. Yeah. If you're out at the pub with your mates and your and your ex and your ex girlfriend goes sends you a message saying, "Hey, can I call you in 20 minutes to talk about why you broke up with me?" You are not answering that <laughs> phone call. You are not answering. Your mates would go, "Don't answer that phone call." Do not answer that phone call. Yeah, bro. It's a very good point, actually. The context has a lot, <laughs> a lot of involvement in the type of reaction she got. Yeah, no doubt. But I'm happy it worked out for her. And if she if she got if she got a, a little bit of uh, life lessons and 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 outlook from it, then fuck it. Uh, it. Sounds like a good thing. Yeah, man. All right. Well, here we are. The end of the uh, scheduled news stories for the week. Now, um, I was just uh, we'll we'll quickly go because we're, we're going to jump into um, uh, another instalment of Am I the Asshole, which has been a bit of a crowd favourite. Excuse me, and one of I'm um, also punching some beers, and also um, one of our favourites, mm. Cam. Ah, oh, yes, I'm looking forward to this feature. Just before we do that, I just wanted to um, go onto um, the uh, Stallion inbox and just uh, just uh, address some messages we've got from some listeners. Yep, all good. Um, now, the first one is from uh, Stallion Stephen. Now, you'd remember Cam Stallion Stephen from last week where we hit him up about uh, the zoo, um, the roar and snore, oh, where people yes. go and stay at the zoo overnight. Yep. And in the, he obviously listened to the episode, and, and, and in the episode we said, uh, hey, can you give us some details on the cage? Can you uh, give us uh, um, a little bit of more details, uh, I think, we is were what we ima- asked for. We were imagining that it was kind of dumb. We were thinking oh, it's probably just like a poorly kept greenhouse. So we were just wanting uh, to know, is it that bad? <laughs> is it as bad as we were imagining? And so Stephen replies, one sentence, I can't remember what you were talking about either. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. So, Stephen, if you listen to this episode, tell us some bloody details on the tiger cage. We want to know: is it? Yeah. Is it? Is it? What, what do you want to know about the cage cam? Is it dirty? Is it grubby? Is it like what? what what's the vibe? Is there anything cool about the tiger's cage? Because I don't want to go in there without the. Well, I don't, I don't know. I just think it would be boring. Correct? Yeah, true or false? Boring inside the tiger without the tiger. That's the question. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so, so keep, um, oh, we, we also got a, um, uh, Stallion, uh, Rebecca. She, uh, she sent in a, in a, in a little headline about, and you would have seen this online, Cam, mm. talking to us about parents making their kids, um, dry reach, uh, by wiping peanut butter on them, uh, <laughs> and making them think that it's, I haven't, poo. I haven't seen this. Um, you haven't seen this? Welcome to the show, Rebecca. <laughs> Welcome, Stanley Rebecca. Thank you for that sending because I, uh, so one of these, there's heaps of like, uh, after the, this episode ends, jump on cam and, and, yeah. and, and watch some of these compilations because some of them are real good. There's one where this, uh, this one boy looks at it. He would be like three years old and then he just starts vomiting on the floor. <laughs> so how do they, so this is parent, videos of parents punking their own children. And what do they do? They have peanut butter on their fingers and they say, Hey, I just took yep. a dump on my hand. No, 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 they have peanut butter on their fingers. They're on the toilet ah. and they go, and they go, Hey, bring me in that roll of toilet paper. And oh, as God. they hand them the roll of toilet paper, they wipe the peanut butter on their head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's brutal, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably verging on some kind of psychological abuse. It's close. <laughs> it's pretty close. <laughs> but I will watch these videos. 
All right. Well, thank you, Stallion, Rebecca, and uh, and and keep uh, guys just keep sending some stuff in, and and um, in 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 this time, uh, you don't need to just send in news stories. Just send in some thoughts, uh, and and we can we can give you our thoughts on whatever you're thinking. And if you've got some thoughts on uh, on some stories we've we've talked about, send those through as well, and we'll uh, we'll address them on the podcast. Absolutely. Hey, I've got one. Sorry, this is just a new addition that I want to add in here as well, Timmy. I know it's going to throw our yep. structure to the wind. Uh, we, ah, <laughs> go for it, bro. <laughs> we mentioned uh, supporting the pub, the Last Chance Rock and Roll Bar last week, and I just wanted to do that again. So if you have the opportunity right now, can you go to thelastchance.com.au? I'm just going to read a little bit from their homepage. Save the last yep. chance from COVID-19 by buying a T-shirt. COVID-19 virus has had a devastating effect on our business. Being a small live music venue is hard at the best of times, but the last few weeks has seen our income drop considerably. As a venue that literally operates week to week, we are in a very precarious position. The downturn in business over the last few weeks could close us for good if it continues. At the moment, we're still open. We're not asking for a donation. We're just asking that everybody buy a t-shirt so that we may present the last chance big coronavirus t-shirt sale. Uh, So if you can go to thelastchance.com.au, Shane and Leanne Leanne are legends and they're going through a tough time at the moment. Buying a t-shirt will help them. So if you are able to afford it, then uh, they would greatly appreciate you purchasing a t-shirt. And uh, they would have uh, uh, they they would have closed uh, just just after this past weekend. But the devastation that that, that it already had in the last month on 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 bars, I last chances is has already made its toll. So mm. they they really need help, and and they and um, the the art that they have is is really good. And so please jump on and and buy a shirt. Just support a a, a local business that mm. that that um does the right thing by trying to be part of a community and 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 we this is like a, a living room for us you know and 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 we don't want to see it go so um if you can help out in any way that would be amazing absolutely all right camo so uh this week's am i the asshole yes is starts the headline is am i the asshole for citing bad vibes as the reason i don't want to hang out with my friend's boyfriend okay so, one of my closer friends, Beth, 19, and uh, the, the writer in is also 19, has started introducing her boyfriend, Mike, same age. They've been dating for two months. So far, I've only been around him for an extended period of time twice. Once I went to hang out with Beth, and she didn't tell me he was there, first time I met him, and once... And once when us and two of our mutual friends had drinks at Beth's apartment at the two times. So Beth goes through boyfriends pretty fast, she says. <laughs> she acknowledges this, though. But none of her previous guys have set off my alarm bells as much as this guy has by doing essentially nothing. Personality-wise, Mike's entirely normal. He doesn't smell bad, decently attractive. He doesn't even swear, even though we do all the time. The only really off thing I've noticed is he'll slap Beth's ass at least three times in the span of an hour. And he has a bit of a staring problem, as I caught him staring at me and our friends a few times. Not checking us out type of stares, like zoned out, making direct eye contact that won't break unless we were something saying something type of stares. Even even before I noticed that stuff 
that stuff, though he gave me the worst feeling the whole time. It was horrible, and it didn't end. The entire time I was around him, both times I was anxious, jittery, and I had to go to the bathroom multiple times just to catch my breath <laughs> so I wouldn't have a full-blown freak out in front of his eyes and in front of everyone. Yeah. Well, just an hour ago, Beth texted me saying if I wanted to go to a bonfire with her and Mike once we were able to leave our houses. I said, coronavirus, I said, thanks, but no. And when she asked why, I told her that I didn't want to be around Mike. When she asked what the fuck why, I said, I don't know, man. He gives me really bad vibes. <laughs> Sorry, but I'd just rather not be around him. Mm. Cam, this was sent in uh, to, to the MI the Arsehole page by Probably Sleeping. Is Probably Sleeping the Arsehole? Absolutely not. Well within her rights. You've got to listen to that intuition. You have to. Uh, I was in a similar situation. Didn't know why a guy gave me the creeps. Told This is like 10, a decade ago. Told my girlfriend, hey, I feel a bit weird about that guy. Like I know he offers to drive you home all the time, but maybe, maybe nah. We found out a year later that he was in a sexual relationship with his own mum. <laughs> I was not expecting that story to go there. That's wild. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. With his own mum. Yeah. And I don't know if that makes him a hazard to drive people that aren't his mum home. Like, maybe my girlfriend was the safest possible. He would have been like, oh, you're not related to me. Like, I'm not, I'm not into you. But, yeah. If you... It- what would be more creepy to you, Cam? And I know that before I ask this question, I know that both these things are creepy, but if you had to choose <laughs> yeah. between which one is creepy, what's creepier? A, someone like a dude that's that has sex with his mum mm. or a dude that only has oral sex with his mum? <laughs> <laughs> that one. That one. Yeah, the oral sex one is creepier, isn't it's, it? It doesn't make sense because it's not full sex, but it's creepier. It's too intimate. It's creepier. It's somehow, yeah. it's somehow closer than normal sex. So, yeah, no, yeah. That, guy is, oh, that guy scares me way more. I think, <laughs> like, incest aside, I think back on the girl probably sleeping's question, I think, yeah, of course, like, if somebody gives you a bad vibe and they never prove you wrong... You should have. You should be listening to that bad vibe, and I think it's a totally valid reason. Everything she described there actually makes me think that that guy spends a lot of time watching videos on the dark web, like that kind of zoning out, not being able to communicate properly. Like his brain, his brain is dwelling on some like <laughs> execution videos or something that he's seen. Something dark. Yeah, something dark. Well, uh, I agree with you, Cam, on, on, on those nights. I don't think she's the arsehole either. But yeah. uh, yet again, uh, thank you to the Reddit page, Am I the Arsehole? Yeah. We love that page, and it's a hilarious community that are on there. So thank you very much. All right, that brings us to the end of the show, Timmy, which means it's time Ooh. for the good news story. Time for a story that will sanitize your brain. 15-year-old girl is giving sanitation kits to the homeless. 15-year-old Shavy Shah is helping by making sanitation kits for homeless populations around Los Angeles. Shah and her fellow Honor Society students at Tesoro High School are giving away more than 250 low-cost sanitation kits to homeless shelters. Each kit contains hand sanitizer, lotion, antibacterial soap, and handmade reusable face masks to help those experiencing homelessness stay safe during the pandemic. She said, 
They don't have necessities right now that are crucial to remain clean and staying germ-free. It's important for people to step in and just do whatever they can, even if it only helps just one person. It's beautiful, man. It's it's it's, it's, it's those kind of things and moments like these when, you know, it's you know people are going out there and 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 doing really selfless things to help others up. It just makes you feel it just makes you feel confident that that all this is going to blow over because the majority of people are good people. You know. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's important that we lean into that good part of ourselves in a time like this. I think. Definitely, definitely, man. It's and and you know what? A lot of people are scared, and 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 um and you know they you know in a way people have a definite right to be in some ways should be, but I think that the feeling that should overpower that that um that scaredness that that we all have to a different degree inside us is. Just the hope that you know, in 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 us is is in all of us is is goodness, and we're gonna you know get through this all together as a community, and 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 things are gonna eventually um, start to start to go back to familiar territory. Yeah, man. Oh, good. All right. Well, thank you so much for bearing with us as we tried something completely new. Timmy, after a while, it just felt normal not being able to see you. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, look, the first the first few minutes was 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 you know figure, figuring it all out, but um, I think it flowed quite well tonight, mate. And um, and and it and it felt like we were doing this together. And I've, I've and uh, we we were talking, Cam, um, before um, before tonight's podcast mm. about the fact that you know now that we are at home and and, and we do have time that we're going to try and um, get these out um, a lot often and just uh, just every fortnight. Yeah, man. Yep, so expect a bunch more of these podcasts because I'm not working. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. You've been listening to... Charging Stallion Presents... News... We... Like. Have a great week. Take care of each other. And take deep breaths. That's it, dude.